Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to make an announcement. I never know truly how to start this podcast. So that's how we're going to start this podcast. That's Happy right. Memorial Day weekend. That's like the weirdest way to start. But here we are. Uh, it is Jacobson to Shorts coming to you as always with the North South podcast. Jacobs is a bit tired this weekend. He, uh, he got his hiney kicked at work behind the bar Friday night. Saturday was there all day. Not quite as busy, but twas a long day at Max in Greensboro. But with power comes responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility, as mentioned in Spider-Man movies all throughout time. The shorts. How are you, brother? Uh, I'm all right. A lot of grinding on PS4 and this year. I'm sure we'll get to that at some point. Um, it's Memorial Day weekend, and we're less than four hours away from Wildwood, and we're not there. Or I am, at least. I feel like everybody's in Wildwood this weekend. Shout out you, Wesley Lobster Blosser. But but seriously, a, a lot of people are, are down the shore this weekend, and here I am at home, grinding on the show, grinding yeah, the Roy Holiday program, all work. Yeah. You know what? There's something about, though, like, it'd be great to be there at the beach. Of course. But, dude, the beaches are packed this mm-hmm. weekend. You know what I mean? And it's almost better you're not, honestly. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, it, it's fun at the same time, though. Enjoy your days off. Get a like little I bit said, of sunshine and grind on some MLB, brother. I, I love I love the shore. I hate the beach. Strong yeah, like I the understand beach. that. I used to dislike the beach much more than I do now. Uh-huh. I went I went through a phase as a kid, like I loved it. And then Oh, of course. I feel like well, every kid does. Yeah. Unless, yeah, they're, yeah. unless they're afraid of the ocean, which sucks to be them. Well, I really did I you know, I, I was a weenie. I didn't enjoy you got get to a certain age. Don't enjoy the you know, like the sand in between your shorts and stuff like that. And it's like no matter what you do, even if you don't go in the water, it's just it's uncomfortable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, you know, I get burned easy. I can nice, but like, getting to that point kind of kind of blows. So, yeah. I enjoy it now though more so. You know, being being of age, cracking a cold one, sitting there, maybe a little music, maybe bring a book, feeling like an adult. Walk along the beach a little bit, get your feet wet, get your toes wet. I couldn't see you read a book on the beach. Yeah. Hey man, Zach Brown has a great quote. I don't know if you ever heard. 
Viewers that know Jacobs personally, if you could see Jacobs reading a book at the beach, tweet at us, North South Pod. Are you, are you making fun of me right now? By no means, no. I was. I, I just want to see if I'm in the same boat as everybody else. Oh, that you could. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was sarcasm. I was going to let it go. No. no, man. I don't read often, but like, there's something calming about whether that, I'm going to sound really old saying this, but like reading a book or doing some like Sudoku or like a crossword puzzle like on the beach. Just like the sound of the ocean, like it's nice. All right. What do you mean, all right? It's it's so calming. Like I said, I I couldn't see you reading a book, do a Sudoku. Like I said, if you disagree or if you agree with me, tweet at us. North South Pod. Let us know what you think, ladies and gents. All I know is I think that Manny Machado, who I hit a home run with today in MLB The Show, may I add, in my second ever at bat with him in Diamond Dynasty, I think he's the MVP this season. I'd like to start the show by saying that. I agree. Although, Paul Goldschmidt is starting to creep up on him. As is Mookie Betts, man, with the month of May that Mookie had. Yep. And with that, I think the best way to turn, since, you know, we are we talk about Phillies a lot. You know, you know what I mean by a lot, I guess, when we talk baseball. Yeah, no, the, whenever we talk baseball, the Phillies get thrown in there somehow. Well, of course. I, I think it's... A, that's our hometown team. But B, they're a disappointment so far this season. Like they've, they've shown flashes of brilliance. They really have. And more so than not, they've let us down as fans. And it's still early in the season, but the team has been very, very unreliable so far. So I think, A, that's why we don't talk baseball as much as we probably should on the pod. But, I mean, at the same time, too, with, with how relevant – the NFL is almost all year round, quite honestly. And with the ML, uh, with, excuse me, with, with the NBA and the NHL playoffs in full swing, you know, get ready to wind down now in, in, um, in the NBA. But it's kind of been on the, on the fourth, you know what I mean? You know, on the back burner. So uh, it's something we'll talk about more as the summer goes on, of course, obviously. Especially, I think, with you and I grinding some MLB the show with our boy Whittle all the time now. Of course. I'm sure it'll get brought up some more, you know, but to digress, to go into Midsummer Classic in July, Los Angeles, you know, they travel city to city every year. I believe this game was supposed to be played in Los Angeles in 2020, the COVID year, when they didn't end up having the All-Star game. And they are now oh, bringing... That's... All right. I, yeah, that. I believe so. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but it's something I'm pretty sure. And... Now they are having it this season in Dodger Stadium, L.A. Midsummer that's, that's Classic. That's a great place to have it, honestly. Yeah, it's a great ballpark. Uh, I believe beautiful. the Phillies have it either next year or the year after that. What's that? They have it. The Phillies have it in the next three years. Um, twenty twenty six, I believe, for the um, what's the, I don't know the bicentennial or whatever they have. You know what I mean? The hundred and fifty or whatever it is, but. It's in correlation with 1776 because of the six, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something with a 50. Okay. I, I sound hey, dumb saying that. Might right have before. to show up. Uh, How expensive are those tickets? Uh, I've actually never looked at them, but I mean, I know they're not cheap. Honestly, I think the home run derby might be more expensive. Yeah, I wouldn't go to that. You're not going to go watch the dudes hit some taters? Nah. Not if they're more expensive than the All Star game. Yeah, I don't know. That's just a guess on my part. 
No, I gotcha. Yeah, that's a hypothesis. With the All Star Game though happening, uh, probably about what a month and a half from now, maybe a little bit longer. And Jacobs will be home right after that. Fun fact: visiting PA. The Shorts and I have taken it upon ourselves to give you our at this moment current as of May 29th, Sunday, May 29th, as we are recording, are our, our all-star selections for both the National League and American League rosters. I don't think you guys understand how difficult this was. Yeah, we tried to take it as the actual rules of how, or just, you know, the logistics of how Major League Baseball selects their teams. Obviously, you have your starting nine, the DH replacing the pitcher, and then you have the pitcher. Every single Major League Baseball team, no matter how stinky they are, has at least one representative in the All-Star game. And that throws you for a bone so fast sometimes. You have some players that we'll we'll touch on where it makes it very easy to have one representative because they are the best player at their position, at least, and we feel uh, you know in at this time, and boom, easy pick. Some players you really got to dig for. Shout yes. out you, Baltimore Orioles. But it is something that there's going to be snubs always, and something that I think uh, really keeps you open minded as to how how tough this process really, really kind of is. Um, I don't know, Deshorts, you want to touch on that a little bit? I know you said you, you found it difficult as well. Uh, yeah, I, I found it difficult. I did it on my own, actually, and I completely forgot the rule. I texted Jacobs about it. And I forgot three teams. I believe it was the Royals, the Tigers, the the Diamondbacks. By the completely forgot about Merrill Kelly. Shout out to, shout out to the Diamondbacks starting, starting rotation for – Absolutely going off. Merrill Kelly, formerly in my Diamond Dynasty team. Absolutely. Merrill Kelly, Mad Bomb. Having probably for a while they had the lowest ERA out of all starting rotations, correct? They've, uh, yeah, I mean, they've had a surprisingly decent season, and a lot of that has to do with the starting pitchers. Yeah, absolutely. It, it was difficult to find some, some players, but we ended up, uh, we ended up making it capable. Absolutely. I was ready to be sitting there for an hour. I ended up not being, but it it was it was very difficult. Yes, it was quicker than I expected it to be, but it was definitely tougher than I expected it to be, and I did expect it to be difficult. So, with that, uh, you want to start NL or AL? The shorts. Um, I have the AL at the top. Let's go AL. I'll turn my page. All right, we will go with our starters first. I'll give you. I'll let you go with your starting nine, and I will go with my starting nine. Not pitcher, just go with. Wait, we have nine starters. Well, I mean, catcher, first base, second, third, short, three outfielders, and a DH. Oh, I thought you meant starting rotation. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, go with your your starting your normal starting lineup. Like as if, like I'm gonna read off. I'll start then for you, just to give you an example. I wrote up my batting order as well. I did not. Okay, well, it's no big deal. (laughs) So, I have leading off playing second base from the Houston Astros. Bang your trash against everybody. Jose Altuve. Um, shortstop from the Chicago White Sox. Tim Anderson hitting second. Uh, hitting third from the Cleveland Guardians. I think personally the MVP right now in the American League. Jose Ramirez. Hitting fourth. 
probably close second, in my opinion, from the New York Yankees outfielder Aaron Judge. All rise. Wait, you don't have Aaron Judge's M- number one uh, AL MVP right now? Uh, close, close, close second. Okay, yeah. I have a flop, but... Yeah, they both, they both have a strong case right now. Yeah, discussion for a different day, or not. <laughs> uh, hitting fifth, I mean, God, if you could have this guy hitting five... And, I mean, it's an all-star game, obviously, but, like, wow. Uh, Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, Mike Trout. He uh, also might be the MVP right now. I think he's third on my list. Yeah, so I think in those in that order of Ramirez. It's, Judge, it's Trout. those three and then everybody else right now. Yes, and I think we'll talk about the same thing in the National League as well with three guys. Um, hitting sixth, New York Yankees, uh, the designated hitter I made, the DH in this game, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, batting seventh first baseman from the Seattle Mariners. Disappointing season, but not for this guy. Ty France. Uh, shout out to Ty France. Not not a household name at all, in my opinion, but having one hell of a season so far for Seattle. And batting ninth catcher from the Boston Red Sox, Christian Vasquez. That is my starting nine for the American League. The shorts, what you got? So, at catcher, call me crazy. You you see the average, and it definitely doesn't catch your eye, but he's a big power bat, bat, and he's one of the best defensive catchers in, in the league right now. Top three, I'd say. I have Sean Murphy here. Uh, you, you look at the stats off the pa- on paper, and they don't jump off the page. I get it. He's a, Like I said, he hits home runs. I believe he leads catchers in home runs right now. I was afraid you were going to say Salvador Perez. I don't like Sean Murphy here, but I like him more than Salvador Perez this season. I'll give you that. Yeah, it's, it's Sean Murphy, great defender. I have Sean Murphy at catcher. First baseman, also going to go something different here. This guy, average, he reminds me a lot of Joey Gallo, if that makes sense. His average was never that high, but he had absolute tanks. He's on my Diamond Dynasty team. He walks the most out of any first baseman right now with not having all the most at-bats. I have Anthony Rizzo. Oh, his average is so bad. It's 215, but he's hitting like 12 bombs. Yeah. Okay, so put him in the home run derby. He's not an all-star. <sighs> Second baseman, bang on your trash can. It's not much to say about him. Who's Altuve? He's got like nine RBIs this season, but he's got like six home runs. It's like one of those like he's got home runs and like no RBIs. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody's on when he's on base, but like he gets on base all the time. Mm-hmm. Third baseman, runner-up MVP, Jose Ramirez, J Ram, having an absolute phenomenal season right now. Shortstop having another phenomenal season. Very he's being overlooked right now. I feel as if uh, Tim Anderson. Yeah. Outfielders, I have Jordan Alvarez. I have Mike Trout, and I have Aaron Judge. I did it left field, center field, right field, but I just counted them all as outfielders. If I, I would have to go back and do it if I had to. My left fielder was Alvarez, center field, Mike Trout, right field, Aaron Judge. Oh, fun fact. I didn't say George Springer was my third outfielder. Fun fact. Okay. Oops. Yeah, he was hitting ace. Vasquez ninth. My bad. <laughs> go ahead, dude. And yeah, no, that's that's all nine. You have a who's your DH? My DH is Ty France. Oh, you you didn't say him. That's okay. Uh, sorry, my bad. So yep. So we both have Ty France, Altuve, Ramirez, Anderson, Judge. Did you you said you had Trout or no? Yeah, Trout's my yeah. starter center fielder. Makes sense. But um, let's go pitchers. Um, this is where it gets tough. All right. <laughs> 12 pitchers, that is what the roster usually consists of. 
I so, starters for relievers. Um, I, I kind of just did um, a little bit of both. I think I want to say here. I'll count real quick. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. I believe seven starters and five relievers. Okay. But yeah, eight and four, seven and five. Either it, it's not a big deal. Um, I think personally, who I think is going to at least as of right now be the leader in the clubhouse to start the All Star Game for the American League. Uh, comeback player of the year, most likely as well. Um, old man Justin Verlander. Yeah, no, I agree. I've just yeah, I have in, started it's right insane, now. dude. What what he's done to come back this year, like he, he just gets better every year, and he's an absolute first ballot Hall of Famer whenever he retires. Um, although if Verlander does slow down a little bit, knocking on the door, we have Nestor Cortez. Nestor Cortez, my number two. Yep, yep. absolutely. Just an awesome season for the Yankees. Love the mustache as well. Have to shout out the mustache. Absolutely. Takes fun fact. He takes the subway subway to Yankee Stadium every day. That, that's it. That's incredible. You can hate the Yankees. You can't hate that guy. No. Left-handed subway riding, mustache growing, all-star pitcher for the Yankees. Um, another lefty, I believe, Shane McClanahan from the Rays. I think he is an all-star this year as well. Um, actually, another lefty, uh, Martin Perez. Going back to Texas for the Rangers, um, one of two representatives for the Rangers I have. Um, Paul Blackburn from Oakland, the lone Oakland A. Team's not great, but, you know, everyone's got to have somebody. Michael Kopech from the White Sox, he's having an unreal season. Uh, Almost forgot him. Had to put him on my list. Uh, Baltimore Orioles, I have Jorge Lopez, the reliever. Not great obviously but he's having a good season for the Orioles you have to have one player from each team that's kind of the way I look at it Joan Duran from the Minnesota Twins Declan and I both love him in Diamond Dynasty absolutely uh, hitting 102 on his fastball dude's just got a cannon for an arm Alex Manoa a starter for the Blue Jays he's a beast I was between him and Jordan Romano and who is their closer both having great seasons. Alex Manoa, I just think, is a little bit better, and I couldn't leave him off. Uh, former Philly, great to see, and I really, really hope he makes the team. Hector Neris for the Astros this season. I mean, he deserves it. He should make the team. Hector absolutely deserves it. This is not like, a, oh, he was a Philly. No, it's like he's an all-star. He's pitching like an all-star this year. Uh, another Yankee, one of the relievers, Clay Holmes, having a very nice season, and also from the Mariners, Logan Gilbert, having a nice season as well. Uh, the shorts, you want to touch on any of your pitchers? Um, my starting pitcher, I have the same starter as you, Justin Verlander, probably the AL, AL Cy Young right now. Like I said, he keeps ages like fine wine. <clears throat> Number two, I have Nestor Cortez, followed up by Kevin Gausman, Alex Manoa, Joe Ryan, Tariq Skubal. I'm going to go with that. Martin Perez, Shane McCallahan. Then at my relievers, I have Rice Iglesias. His ERA isn't that good, but he do, does have the saves. Jordan Romano, Hector Neris, and Clay Holmes. Awesome. Yeah, um, you had the Detroit Tigers. Yeah, I did text you about that one. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you guys. I need nah, to man. Well, you know, Scoobal isn't also – he's also not a household name. And everybody has to be there. But he's he's got like a sub-2-5 ERA right now. I think he's 3-0. Um, having a really nice season as a starter. 25 years old, I believe I saw, for the Tigers. My AL reserves. Um, tried to make it so that I had at least – you know, one or two backups at each position. So here we go. Uh, Carlos Correa, and this is in a particular order of how I think they're in. Uh, Carlos Correa from Minnesota. 
Uh, Miguel Cabrera, my all-time favorite baseball player, Detroit Tigers. This may be his last year. And this isn't just one of those, like, put him in because he's a legend. He's having another very good season. Uh, Andrew Benintendi from the Royals. All he does is hit. Great player. Not a good team. Player. Nice outfielder. Uh, Jonah Heim, catcher for the Rangers. Texas, I have few people making it. Um, You needed a a backup catcher, and I think he, in a very, very slim picking of pool, he may not actually make it because I think somebody like Salvador Perez is probably going to get the vote, you know, with the power and, you know, the name credibility with the Royals. I think he'll make the team. I don't think he should this year. Um, I think Jonah Heim has better stats and has had a better season. Uh, Rafael Devers, have to go with him from the Red Sox. He's quietly an MVP candidate as well, in my opinion, put together an incredible May. I sent uh, you I sent you the stats. I was about to say it. The, the shorts actually sent me the stats on Devers since May 1st. I, I have them right here. 393, seven homers, 16 RBIs, 12 more doubles, so 19 extra base hits, and a 1.149 OPS. That's insane. Astronomical. Uh, after him, Julio Rodriguez, the youngin from oh, the Mariners. Right. He's having a nice season. You got to look at his season in two oh, seasons. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, he's having a good season. Uh, Taylor Ward from the Angels having a very good year on a first place team right now. Are they still in first or are they in second now? The Angels? Yeah. I believe they're still in first. Yeah. Great season for the Angels. Really nice to see. Uh, JD Martinez, Boston Red Sox. Have to have him included as well. Uh, Bo Bichette for the Blue Jays. Also for the Blue Jays, Vlad Guerrero Jr. And rounding out the AL All-Star team, I have Kid Wiz Wander Franco. All right. So my bench at uh, catcher, I have Jonah Heim also. Yeah. I mean, he may not make the All-Star team. First base, I have Owen Miller. Has the highest OPS right now. Oh, for the, uh, the Guardians, right? Yes. Highest OPS out of all first basemen right now. Second baseman. So, I, I have Trevor Story here. Hear me out. <clears throat> right now, he he's not playing He's not playing great. He's sitting about 249 home runs. He's not playing good. He's not playing bad. He's playing a lot better as of late, though. I, absolutely. I think he will pick it up with the average. And I think, he, I think he'll end up getting the vote for the All-Star team and make the team. Third base, I have Rafael Devers. Uh, also, probably top five MVP candidate right now. Mm-hmm. Shortstop, I have Jeremy Pena here for the Houston Astros. Sure, yeah. Rookie, having a great season. Probably number one rookie of the year right now. Left fielder, you know how somebody on every team has to make it. From the Baltimore Orioles, I have Austin Mays. He's having a really <clears throat> nice season. No, that's not a bad pick, though. <clears throat> uh, center field, I have Byron Buxton. Average is in there. <sighs> Home runs are there, but he's got the speed and he's got defense. He's at like 200, man. Come on. Yeah, he's hitting higher than 200. Stop. Keep going and I will pull it up right now. Okay. I have Taylor Ward in right field having questionably a better season than Mike Trout. Yes. And I have also Andrew Bonatendi. Okay. Um, Byron Buxton hitting 205. Continue. <clears throat> yeah, it's my whole team. <laughs> awesome. Uh, to the senior circuit at the National League. Uh, the shorts, why did you go to the starters? So, my starter right now, my, my NL Cy Young, I have Pablo Lopez here from the Miami Marlins. Have been wow. a very nice season. You, you can also talk about guys like Joe Musgrove, Corbin Burns, Kyle Wright. 
Chandy Alcantara, maybe also from the Miami Marlins. But I have Pablo Lopez here. Also, all the players I named are in my Marlins star team. I have Joe Musgrove having a very nice season. Leads the MLB in quality wins. I have Corbin Burns, the ace of the Milwaukee Brewers. One of the best starting five rotation in the MLB right now. Sandy Alcantara, he's supercharged in MLB the show. Woody did. Yes, he is. No idea, but it has to be something good. Um, <laughs> from the Pittsburgh Pirates, excuse me if I butcher this name, Jose Quintana? Jose Quintana. Okay. Uh, Merrill Kelly, Kyle Wright, and Miles McCullis? Nicholas, yeah. M- Nicholas, that, that's interesting. Uh, relievers, I have Taylor Rogers, Josh Hader, Kenley Jansen, and David Bednar. Maybe it is Mikolas. I don't know. We'll ask Pearson. We'll get it. We'll get a Cardinals fan on him. All right. My, my ML pitchers, um, Sandy Alcantara, my number one right now. Um, Corbin Burns, Miles Mikolas, Mikolas, uh, Kyle Wright, Merrill Kelly, Logan Webb, somebody you I don't believe you had on your team for the Giants, uh, David Bednar as well. Uh, for the Chicago Cubs, the lone representative, I have Keegan Thompson, pitcher. Uh, Jose Quintana as well. I actually have two pitchers from the Pirates. Both have a good seasons. Quintana, kind of like a old man, has not pitched well really uh, lately and has really played his way into probably getting traded on the deadline and being sent to a contender to hopefully uh, compete for a, a championship. Uh, Taylor Rogers, Josh Hader, obviously, and Ryan Helsley from the Cardinals as well. I believe Josh Hader is a zero ERI. It's well, yeah, it's it's under one. It's stupid. It he's just he gets better every year. It's it's wild. No, um, no. my um, NL, my NL starters. Um, I'll give you. I'll just go in order. Hitting leadoff, uh, outfielder, Los Angeles Dodgers, Mookie Betts. Hitting second, shortstop from the New York Mets, having a nice bounce back season. Francisco Lindor hitting third, I think, and Declan also thinks the current front runner for National League MVP, third baseman, San Diego Padres, keeping this team afloat without Fernando Tatis, Manny Machado having just an incredible season, earning every penny they gave him when they signed him a few years ago. Hitting fourth, first baseman, St. Louis Cardinals, Paul Goldschmidt. Hitting fifth for your Philadelphia Phillies. Have him in the outfield. He, you know, who knows if he can actually play the outfield. Right now we can't with his elbow. But for the sake of this argument, I'm going to have him in the outfield. Bryce Harper. Hitting sixth, my designated hitter from the Colorado Rockies. Absolute mammoth of a man. All he does is hit nukes. CJ Crone, match and taters all the times. Hitting seventh, second baseman from the Miami Marlins. Super, super exciting player. Jazz Chisholm. Um... Just a lot of fun to watch. Hitting eighth from the Cincinnati Reds made it very easy. That was the player I was talking about at the top of the pod to pick one player from a team. Tyler Stevenson, their catcher, having a really nice year. And hitting ninth, my last outfielder, kind of a weak spot in the National League, in my opinion. A lot of really good like first baseman, infielders. Outfield, kind of weak, in my opinion. I have Brandon Nimmo from the New York Mets as well. All right. So, catcher, I have Tyler Stevenson. First base, I have called Paul Goldschmidt. Second base, Jazz Chisholm. Third base, Manny Machado. Shortstop, Francisco Lindor. Left field, Jock Peterson. Center field, Brandon Nimmo. Right field, Mookie Betts. My DH is also CJ Crone. Awesome. Who you got um, in your reserves? My reserves I changed last minute. 
the person I changed. I put Wilson Contreras in. Uh, I also have Tommy Edmond, Nolan Arenado, back-to-back Cardinals. I also have Dandre Swanson. He's playing defense out of his mind. If there's a defensive player year award for MLB, he would have it right now, in my opinion. He's playing good offense as well, though. He's hitting the ball. I also have Nick Castellanos. I have Tyrone Taylor. Yeah, you heard that right. Tyrone Taylor. I also have I, uh, Bryce Harper, Josh Bell, and Seiya Suzuki. Seiya started so hot. He's done nothing since. He's actually been hurt as of late. Kind of disappointing. <laughs> Bryce Harper, perfect, perfect. Perfect, perfect. If you know, you know. That's all I'm going to say. <clears throat> My NL reserves. Definitely get some water in you, kid. You got to. Bro, I, I've been sitting here chugging for a minute, not going to lie. Oh, you're good, buddy. <clears throat> My reserves, I have Josh Bell from the Washington Nationals, Pete Alonzo. Oh, okay, yeah. I did say Josh Bell. Sorry, my bad. You're good. Uh, Trey Turner from the Dodgers, Tommy Edmond from the Cardinals, Freddie Freeman, Dodgers, Dansby Swanson from the Braves, Sterling Marte from the Mets, Big Cock Jock Peterson from <laughs> had to do it. Sorry, the shorts. <laughs> From the Giants, uh, Randall Gritchick with the Rockies. Yes, I said Randall Gritchick, that Randall Gritchick. Nick Castellanos from the Phillies. And shout out to this bull, my backup catcher for the NL. No, it's not JT Ramuto. No, it's not Travis Darno. No, it's not Wilson Contreras. It is Dalton Varsho from the Arizona Diamondbacks. Only if I knew who that is. <laughs> I had to do it. Having a really nice year, actually. Catcher, you know, it, it, I feel it could go a few different ways, and that's who I have. I love who wins it. the NL or the AL? Oh, if I'm looking at my team, lineup-wise, well, so, uh, here's the thing. I think the American League has the better starters as of right now. I agree. I think, though, I kind of lean towards the bullpen of the National League. I mean, Taylor Rogers, Josh Hader – David Bednar. I also agree. Yeah, like they're shut down, dude. Um, I kind of, I think I lean American League. Well, I mean, at least for what I have for the starting lineup, it's close. But I think, no, I, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I think I think I like the American League in two out of three aspects of this one. Yeah, uh, that that was fun. That's the most baseball we've talked in a while, and I I thoroughly enjoy it. So hopefully as the summer progresses, we can talk about not just the Phillies, you know, obviously, hopefully improving, but just baseball in general. Hang with us, guys. Let us know what you want to hear. Obviously, we are more than happy to talk. Hell, we'll go on rants about whatever. I mean, if, if, if you guys know us, we'll, we'll just talk to you about whatever. That's just Absolutely. what we do. So we'll be perfect, perfect for you. Um, how about the Warriors? I don't mean to. I don't mean to they're going to win the finals. I don't mean to be too soon to, to Logan. They're going to win the finals. To, yeah, dude, they're those those boys, man. They're on a mission. And, yeah, oh, what's the, let me pull up the score right now of the uh, uh heat's up big. Really? Yes. Last I checked. Uh, you are wrong, but that's okay. I'm sorry, Celtics were <laughs> up big. Sorry. It's Celtics by six at the half right now as we we're recording. Tyler Harrow back. In this game, Kyle Lowry looks like he's playing as well. I think Boston's just a better team. They're younger. I know Miami is probably a little bit deeper. Boston's just got more power to them, and they're not quite as injured as Miami is. I mean, Jimmy Butler going for 47 in game – 47 or 49 in – 47. Yeah, 47 in in game six in Boston. 
that fadeaway at the end of the shot clock with like less than a minute left. I he's incredible. Wish he was a sixer still. It is what it is. Yeah, no, it that's how it works, you know, but I mean Miami's got nothing to hang their hat on, man. No matter what happens, either of these teams, they had great seasons. I mean, Boston had I, I think safe to say almost a you know, a, a historic second half of the season. Absolutely. Uh, either one of these teams I think would will give Golden State. I tend to think Boston is probably actually call me crazy. I think Miami might be a tougher matchup for Golden State, just with you know, running out guys and stuff like that. And, you know, people who can guard, you know, Steph and Clay and Draymond and, you know, Jordan Poole, all these homies. And somebody like a Wiggins as well, honestly, I think. Somebody like P.J. Tucker or, you know, anybody like that can at least slow him down a little bit. Yeah, Celtics are beat up, too. Yeah, both teams are. But there's something about just a – I don't know. They're both such good teams, Boston and Miami. Both, you know, I mean, they were one-two in the East for a reason. And – I, I think Miami gives Golden State more of a series, but I still think Boston takes it at least six, if not seven, against Golden State. I do tend to lean Golden State as well. Like it's it's almost just like a team of destiny at this point. Clay Thompson, you come to think, oh, he'll hit a couple of big shots here and there, you know, but if it doesn't go until Game Six, then he'll he'll go off. He was Game Six, Clay in Game Five, man, thirty-two points, I believe, against Dallas and Luca. I mean, anytime Luca and the Mavs are going to run, Clay would answer with a shot. Like just leaning left, leaning right, fatal. Like it just if 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 Clay's going to play like that, no matter honestly, in my opinion, how Steph plays, there, there's Wiggins will get his Draymond. Nobody's going to stop the Golden State Warriors on their quest to win another title. Absolutely, Clay is back. If anybody was wondering, Clay is back. It's so awesome to see too. I know that, and he's you know, such a got- likable guy. Yeah, they got hated on so hard for, you know, and I understand with the Kevin Durant stuff, bringing him in and, you know, they were a 73-win team and then bringing Kevin Durant and Boogie Cousins and all these guys. But they were a team that was built the right way. Absolutely. They, like Curry in the draft, Draymond in the draft, Clay in the draft, Jordan Poole in the draft. They traded for Wiggins because they had draft picks they got with the D'Angelo Russell. Like, they just – they develop players. It's just what they do. Like Toscano Anderson, like Jonathan Kaminga's looked really good. Like Wiseman has been hurt, but like he has a very bright future. I still believe. Like it, that is the mold for. I think them in Miami, quite honestly. I mean Boston, yeah, as well. But like I think Golden State, Miami are like the mold of like how would you develop players? Yeah, their scouting departments and their coaching development is just unreal. It's like. Next level, not to mention they have two of the best coaches in probably the last 20 years in the NBA, obviously, you know, Spolstra and Kerr. I just don't know yet with, with you know, with Udoka in, in Boston. It's his first year. Like, I know Brad Stevens is probably still up there pulling a lot of strings, you know, in in the front office. But, like, what do you think, like, with this Boston team, do you think if they get there, I know you're saying Golden State, what do you think, you think they finish off Miami tonight? Um. Yeah, I, I'm gonna stick to my prediction. I think, I think Boston. I think Boston wins it. It's, Golden State looks so good. Yeah. Golden State. Golden State looks unbeatable. You can put any team against them right now. They look unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, Luca did everything he could. Man, it's a shame. I, I know he doesn't play great defense. He did in Game Four. He looked really good defensively. That's about it. 
We talked about this once. We talked about this twice. We talked about it three times. We'll say it again. The Mavericks need another guy. I don't even think they need a star either. They just need a big man that can play defense. Rudy Gobert, we talked about this. What are you going to have to do to give up to get Rudy Gobert? That's the only thing. He's not a free agent. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I mean, you think about it. They got a lot of – they. the Jazz want to get rid of Rudy Gobert. Of course, yeah. But, like, the Mavs aren't going to be the only team that are going for him. Of course. No, I agree. I think he fit really well in Toronto as well. Although, with what Nick Nurse is going on, you know, Matt talked about it, you know, when we were on the, when we had him on the pod doing the NBA playoff preview. They have that lineup where they're like all 6'9 in Toronto and they can just all switch. Yeah. And that's, at times, it looks like that's what the NBA is going towards. And uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you fit nicely. Nick Nurse, I think, can. Another team to look at is Detroit. Yeah, I mean, they have some nice pieces in Detroit. I, I still don't know why Jeremy Grant wanted to stay there. and But Cade Cunningham, nice young player. They have some talent. I like Sadiq Bay a lot. Yeah, I. who knows? I, any chance Detroit gets in the playoffs in the next, like, three years? Yes. You think so? I like that. Yes. Yeah, it was fun, man. I will they say. Did they stick to that young core? Yes. Yeah, in the 2000s, like watching them play, Rip Hamilton, and it was before your time, but Hamilton and Billups and Ben and Rasheed Wallace, Tayshawn Prince, all these guys lay around the coach. They beat the Lakers in the finals. They lost to the Spurs. They just wore you down, man. Like they'd score like 70 points and they'd still beat you. It was ridiculous. People, oh, that's boring. No, it was like such good basketball. It was so intense. It was awesome. Bad boy Pistons. Well, that was after the bad boys, but they were, I mean, the malice in the palace. It was just different, different times. (laughs) It's crazy. That's like 20 years ago already, but yeah, I mean, it makes you think what really do the Sixers have to do to get there. But I mean, even Dallas, like they've shown, I think to a lot of teams that somebody like Philly or hell, even maybe like, um, like a Utah, if you get one great player and surround him with a lot of, lot of, lot of good talent, you can go a long way. Yeah, I, and and we're we're not in the point of the league. It's crazy how the league has shifted into having a deep team into all right. Let's stack our team for star power into having a deep team again. Yeah, it's it's ebbs and flows. It's it's a roller coaster. I'm sure at some point mm-hmm. in the next ten years, it'll go back to one of those, you know, big three, LeBron. D Wade, Chris Bosch, something like but that. Check how fast it happened. Like LeBron went to Miami. They had their thing. And the Golden State had their thing. And then it was over. Yeah. I mean, you, you can always argue too. Boston was there for a couple of years. But I mean, even Kobe with those Lakers, like they brought in Pau Gasol. I wouldn't call that a super team, though. They had some really good talent. Don't get me wrong. You know, a young Andrew Bynum. I think Trevor Ariza was there for a little while. Shannon Brown, a couple of nice, you know, nice young players. Sure. But, but like they weren't. I mean, you know, run our test, but like they weren't the big three. It wasn't, it wasn't Kobe, Powell, and run our test. Like it was, it was Kobe's team with Powell as a sidekick. And I love that. Mm-hmm. So who knows, man? I, I just love where the NBA is going right now. And I think it is so exciting to watch personally. Um, almost exciting, as exciting, if you don't mind me moving on to shorts, to segue into some of the most exciting young players in all of sports. Our top 10 list 
this week's something that Jacobs and the Shorts both thoroughly enjoy are young athletes. Scary to say now for Jacobs, they are all younger than he is at 27. And why am I talking in third person so much? Jacobs is an old head. <laughs> Here I am, 27, almost 28 now. And on my way to 50. No, I'm kidding. Our top 10 list is the top 10 athletes under the age of 25. This was a tough list. No, no, you're absolutely right. There's so many good players that I'm going to leave off, even my honorable mentions, in my opinion. Uh, do you have any honorable mentions, brother? My two honorable mentions are Justin Herbert, quarterback, Los Angeles Chargers. We know about Justin Herbert. He's he's arguably a top five quarterback in the league. Soon to go up to a top three quarterback in the league when Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, all these players are gone. It's it, it's looking like the future of Justin Herbert, Pat Mahomes, Joe Burrow. Yeah. Josh Allen, you know. And the MLB is in a really good spot when it comes to quarterbacks, primarily in the AFC. I also have point guard Hawks. He would be higher, although that team has not made the playoffs. Uh, I, I I have Trey Young. Yeah, Trey I breaks my heart. Cocky player, but you got to respect him for how good he is. Yeah, he's come such a long way too. I mean, really kind of under recruited for a while at, at in high school, and he was super small. You know, played with Michael Porter Jr. on his the AAU team together, and that kind of really got him recognized. And went to Oklahoma, had that great freshman year, and will famously be involved forever with that Luca trade. Fun fact. I don't think Which, that was a bad – I don't think that's a horrible trait. No, I don't either. I mean, Luca is Luca, But, like, I think that both those teams got great pieces out of it. And, I mean, Trey Young, I know he wasn't the scoring champ this year, but he led the NBA in points and assists this season. You know what I mean? Like, he's still phenomenal and only getting better. Um, also, one of my honorable mentions is Trey Young. Um, I have five. I couldn't not. I just – I have a problem. It is what it is. From the Hawks, I have running back from the Indianapolis Colts, Jonathan Taylor. Um, linebacker, D-end from the Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons. Oh, I forgot um, about him. That's interesting. Uh, he's on your honorable mentions. That's fine. <laughs> um, Fernando Tatis Jr., I think he'd be on my top ten had he played. He's missing a lot of time right now, and it, it actually starting it, it is starting to worry me a little bit. For well, his, your honorable mentions? Until we, until I see him play again, Declan, yeah, he's my honorable mentions. Whoa. I haven't seen him play in almost a full season. You want an MVP? Uh, right now, I think he's number 11 or 12. Okay. And from the New York Rangers hockey defenseman, Adam Fox, uh, watching him gives me nightmares as a uh, secondary uh, Carolina Hurricanes fan. Going into game seven tomorrow night. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, but uh, the shorts, you're number 10. My number 10 defenseman from the Colorado Av- Avalanche, I have Kale McCarr. Uh, second hand behind Nathan McKinnon. They're probably the best team in NHL, although they, they're they advancing, right? Yeah, they made it to the finals. They had like a last, like I think it was like within the last six seconds, they scored in game six against uh, St. Louis to advance. So they're, they're going to be taking on Edmonton. Game one is, I believe, Tuesday night in Colorado. Okay. This this Avalanche team is so good, and he's he's if he wasn't on that team, they'd be nowhere close to where they are right now. That that team is so good. Yeah, Pro- dude, they're... Pro- probably Stanley Cup favorites. 
Yeah, and that's a lot of homegrown talent as well, man, on, on that team. Of course. Um, my number 10, I have – I had to go include a big man because I know Declan loves big men. Tristan Wirfs, 23 years old, offensive tackle. Feels like he's been around forever for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, drafted number 13 overall, 2020. I kind of wrote down for everybody, like, where they were drafted, uh, what year, you know, and some of their accolades. All-rookie team and Super Bowl champion in his first season. That's a pretty good way to start. And then this past season, he was a pro bowler and was all pro first team. I, I, I think that's safe to say pretty good first two years in the league. So, No, it's, not, no, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Uh, Tristan Wirfs, number 10. My number nine from the Vancouver Canucks, Elias Patterson. Oh, he's so good. Absolutely. It's unfortunate that that team isn't that good. Like, it's kind of like Elias Patterson and, like, everything else. Mm-hmm. That team is going to have a bright future, though. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I I had to look up Elias Patterson. I'm not going to lie. I was looking up his highlights. And he just he, – he's Dude, nice. he's filthy. Yeah, no, he's an absolute beast. Yeah, my number nine, I have Declan's number 10, Kale McCarr, 23 years old, Colorado Avalanche defenseman. You'll see with pretty much everybody on this list – they were all, like, really high draft picks. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I guess, wasn't. I mean, he was a, a decent draft pick out of uh, Washington. Or Washington. Oh, my gosh. Wisconsin. I mean, NFL, you're drafted in the second round. You're expected to play well. Exactly. Like, so it's, it's different, you know, with, with the NFL. But Kel McCarr was number four overall in 2017. Uh, pretty instantly made an impact. Came up in 2020. Won the Rookie of the Year for the Avs. Uh, was on the all-rookie first team, obviously. And then 2021, first team all-NHL. And they didn't have an all-star game last year, but this year he was an all-star. I'm sure he's probably going to be their first or second team all-NHL this year as well. He's just sick, nasty. Saw him with a goal. And he's a defenseman. Like, I don't know if you saw, I want to say it was an overtime goal. Came in, like, swung to the left around a defenseman, just, like, powered by him and just put up a goal. It was... It, it's it's stuff of like forwards do. Defensemen yeah. aren't supposed to do that. It's it's yeah. it, it's stupid. So that's why he's my number nine. My number eight. We were just talking about him. Second round draft pick. Indianapolis Colts led the NFL in rushing. Jonathan Taylor. That last season was just phenomenal. If it wasn't for Cooper Cup and his absolute freak season, he's offense player of the year. And I should have kept him on my fantasy team. Oh. This is what it is. It's all right. You're welcome, Zanelli. <laughs> But uh, Jonathan Taylor, one of the only bright spots of that Indianapolis team. Or, no, I'm not going to say that because that team is very well. <laughs> I was going to say what? <laughs> yeah, 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 no, that team that team's very well rounded. No quarterback, though. Stop. I mean, I mean Matt Ryan's not going to win you a ring. I, I mean, like I'm sorry, he's not. You think Matt Ryan can win a ring right now? Yes, with the right pieces around him. Yes. Whoa. So, like, you need to have Aaron Donald at, like, D-tackle, D-end, and then the other D-tackle and the other D-end is what you're saying. (laughs) I didn't say they were going to win this year, brother. I'm saying I think that with the right talent around him, Matt Ryan can win a ring. Yes, maybe that's a hot take, but. I think it is, but we're here and we respect opinions here. So, Jonathan Taylor at number eight. My number eight, I have the quite possibly the most exciting player in the NBA right now. Uh, only 22 years old. 
Murray State racer alum, John Morant, guard for the Grizzlies, like I said. Taken number two overall in 2019. Dude's just so fun to watch. And kind of funny, number one on this list, or number one in that draft, Zion Williamson, not on my list. Little uh, little sneak peek going forward. He doesn't play. Like, he exactly. Play basketball. basketball is his side job. <laughs> Eating Big Macs is his first job. I'm being injured. Yeah. Uh, ja was the 2020 Rookie of the Year, first team all rookie. He was the most improved player this season. I know to Declan, you know, I want to say, I don't know how to word it, unliking, but still did have a great season. I mean, like, how, how do you be, like, the number two pick and an all-star and then be most improved player. It just, because this was his first year as an all-star. Was it? Yes. He's a one-time all-star. It was this season. Well, even if so, like, you're a number two pick and you play that well, like, that's I'm, that's expected of you. Yeah, but I, are you, you're, I, te- you're telling like, me that... When, when it came to mind, like, I, I was, like, super mad about it and it definitely, like, sunk it in a little bit. And, like, I was like, all right. So that's, like, not as insane. Like, it's a little bit more sane than before. But I don't know. I honestly like my case is stupid. I just want Tyrese Maxey to win most improved player. I'll admit it. He at least should have been top five. Like that's all I'll say. But yeah, John Morant, uh, All NBA second team this year, most improved player, and was an All Star. He's number eight on my list. Also, also Nick Vaughn and be a teammate on the uh, All NBA second team. Yeah, I love it, and uh, I'd love to watch the pick and roll with those two. Good God, uh, Nick Castellanos home run four three Phillies. Let's go, boys. Let's go. Who you got at seven, brother? Uh, my number six wide receiver from Minnesota no, Vikings. Seven. Oh, seven. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Most improved player, John Morant. Uh, I'm also going to do my number six here, Justin Jefferson. Mine as well. John Morant, you know, you can put uh, George Mears on and uh, Manute Bowl against them stacked up like, on top of each other, 14 feet tall, and he dunk on them. Like, he don't care who you are. He will put a basketball right in your face and, like, put his nuts right in your mouth. Like, right there. <laughs> John Morant, absolute beast, my number seven. And Justin Jefferson, probably the second best wide receiver in the league right now. Call me crazy. Behind Devontae Adams, no longer Packer. Bear down. Thank God. Bear down, brother. Bear down. Uh, Justin <laughs> Jefferson, very good. Makes Kirk Cousins look very good also. Uh, yeah, Justin Jefferson, my number six. All right, my number seven. I'll go seven and six. My number seven, Justin Jefferson, 22 years old, Minnesota Vikings. He's only 22. Like, that's nuts to me. Uh, I forget where, where, where was he going to get drafted before the Vikings? That's not funny. That's not funny. Shut no, up. No, I, I feel like there was. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Some shut up. team that was going to vote. Stop. I will never let Declan live that down. Way to go, Dude, first. We talked about it before the draft. I remember it was me and you at a party. Here we and, go. And Jacobs went, Declan, who do you think the Eagles should draft? And I went, if he's there, which I think he will be, Justin Jefferson. It was it was CD Lamb or Justin Jefferson was the yes. original. Yes, that's it. Yeah, and then CD Lamb was taken by the Cowboys. All right, I was like, all right, that's that's a Cowboys move. Like they can schlob on my knob for all I care. I was like, all right, <laughs> Justin Jefferson. And then he wasn't taken. I was like, all right, Justin Jefferson. Jeff- Justin Jefferson. And then I heard the name Jalen Rager. And I was like, who? Who the hell is Jalen Rager? 
I didn't know who he was. I'm serious. I didn't know who he was. I did, but he's not Justin Jefferson. And then, and then I saw TCU, and I was like, all right, we're screwed. <laughs> so Justin Jefferson, number seven on my list. Uh, 22nd overall pick. Should have been number 21. The Vikings literally laughed when the Eagles passed on him. They were like, oh, my God, they didn't take him. All right, we're going to take him. That's fine. Um, 2020 all-rookie team. Uh, he was second team all-pro 2020 and 2021. And Pro Bowl both years as well. Uh, number six on my list, Ronald Acuna Jr., only 24 years old, from the Atlanta Braves. A lot of the cool things with some of these baseball players, like the, you know, whether they're Dominican or Cuban, Puerto Rican, the international guys, they aren't always drafted. You know, a lot of the time it's it's mainly just like the American players. There's some other guys too. But Acuna was not drafted, fun fact. He was a international signee in 2014 for the Braves. Worked out pretty well for them. Uh, 2018 NL Rookie of the Year, 2019 and 2020 Silver Slugger for an outfield, uh, was an all-star in 2019 and 2021, even though he missed half the season in 2021. That's how good he was and would have been in 2020 had they had an all-star team, but they didn't. Uh, he was second team, all second team, 2019 and 2020. Led the league in stolen bases in 2019, and he was a part of the 30-30 home run stolen base club in 2019. What else is there to say about the dude? He's incredible. So happy he's back, even if he's a brave. Happy he's not injured anymore. Number six on my list. Nothing much. Uh, I do have something to say, though. I apologize if you hear fireworks. Jacobs, do you hear them? Uh, oh, I, th- I thought you were talking about me and you going back and forth. <laughs> no, no, like out- outside my window, like there, there is very much fireworks. Oh, dude, enjoy it. Watch and do your list and watch fireworks. Well, I, I didn't want the pod to hear them. Oh, if we, uh, if we hear them, it's, it's Memorial Day weekend. They, they get it. Exactly. I have barking dogs. You have fireworks. We're, we're even. My number five is. Ronald Acuna Jr. It's just such a lovable guy and such yeah. a player. It's a, there's there's not a weakness about his game. I mean, maybe his fielding, but like his arm is phenomenal. Sometimes he maybe doesn't make the best decisions. Doesn't cut off balls as well as others. But Ronald Acuna is so good. Oh, he's so good. I wish he was a Philly. It is what it is. Ronald Acuna number five. Uh, my number five, one of Declan's honorable mentions, Justin Herbert, 24 years old, from the L.A. Chargers, the quarterback. Should have been a Miami Dolphin. Whittle wanted him. They got to it instead. Sorry to hear that. Sorry, Whittle. Um, <laughs> Time to watch Tyreek Tyre- Tyre- Kill be overthrown 30 yards. We're underthrown. That's okay. under- Sorry. Uh, that's right. Mike Gusecki Mike will catch it instead. So, <laughs> And he'll run for 40 Willie. yards. Yeah, because Gusecki's a stud. Absolutely. But, You're right. Uh, Herbert was instantly incredible. Uh, I have a whole bunch of rookie records I'm going to get to here in a second. What he set in his rookie year. Uh, he was the rookie of the year in 2020. Uh, obviously, all rookie team. Made the Pro Bowl this past season. Uh, some of the rookie records Herbert set. Um, obviously, he's going into his third season now. But after his first season, uh, touchdown throws, 31. Yards per game, 289.1. Uh 300-yard games, had eight of them, and 396 completions in one season as a rookie. Uh, that's just crazy. So Yeah, man's a freak. Yeah, uh, and he's, like, super smart, too. I think it was, like, a something with biology, like, major. Like, dude's brilliant. So, the Chargers got a good one. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Shout out, Justin Herbert. My number four on your honorable mentions, Fernando Tatis Jr. I believe he was – was he – no, he wasn't 2020. Was he 2019? 2019. Probably, I don't know. He won an MVP. One of the 
the best the best fleeces. And uh, what team was he on before the Padres? I forget. Oh, uh, was it the White Sox with the James Shields stuff? I'm thinking the White Sox or the Tigers. I think I think he was included in the James Shields Padres White Sox trade. You can keep going. I'll look at it for you. That's besides the point. Fernando Tatis, another guy that doesn't do much wrong. A lot of people talk trash about his fielding. He's, he's fast. He's fast to the ball. It, the The thing he does wrong the most is he he, does, he commits a lot of errors. Kind of like kind of like my man Alec Boom. Love you, Mike. Love you. I I hate this place. Love you, Alec. It's all right. I fucking hate this place. We're we're not gonna <laughs> trade you. Maybe. I don't know. We'll say. But Fernando Tatis, my number four. Yeah, Tatis was included with Triple uh, A starter Eric Johnson of the Padres for James Shields. Worked out well for the White Sox, huh? I mean, they're good now, though. So it's cool. are they though? I mean, they have a terrible manager. I mean, well, Larusa is like great, but like I can't stand Tony Larusa. But yeah, that, dude, that roster is like, well. incredible, dude. Um, what? They're not playing well. It's it's early. It's fine. Number four, uh, Jason Tatum, 24 years old, Boston Celtics. Oh, he did not make my list. What? Did you just forget him, or did you? I got so. I was going to say, I was like, dude, how do you not have him on your list? Uh, third overall pick, 2017. Should have been a sixer. It is what it is. 2018, first team rookie. Uh, 2020, all third team in the NBA, and then was all first team in 2022. He was an all-star from 2020 to 2022. He's already made three all-star teams. And he won a gold medal, fun fact, with uh, with Kurt Angle. Team U.S. (laughs) Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. friggin' neck. Oh, my God. Who's your number three? Stand by. My number three is guard for the Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban loves him to death. How do you not? (laughs) Luka Doncic. So does Logan Franken. He he played in Lithuania, correct? Uh Slovenia. Close enough. It, well, he's from Slovenia. He played like all over Europe. It ends in uh, so <laughs> it, it's it's close enough. Uh, Euroleague. He played in Euroleague for a long time. Everybody thought he was going to come over for the NBA draft. He ended up doing so. I thought he was the best player in the draft. I didn't like DeAndre Ayton that much. Clearly, I was wrong. DeAndre Ayton was very good. Yeah. Luka Doncic also very good. Even probably like. Five times better than DeAndre Ayton. And he also sent DeAndre Ayton home. Although, on a... I'm not going to say a bad Dallas Mavericks team. But if Luka wasn't on that team, that team would not be in the playoffs. I agree. So, I had uh, Luka Doncic at number three. My number three, I have 23-year-old outfielder from the Washington Nationals. Not having the best season this year. Actually, not on either of all our all-star teams. But just an incredible A lot of time player. left, though. What's that? A lot of time to make the all-star team. Oh, yeah. No, there's plenty of time. Yeah, it's a fan vote, fan vote too. He might make it. So, you know. Uh, Juan Soto, also an international signee the year after Acuna in 2015. Uh, Nationals got that right, obviously. Won the World Series in 2019. All MLB second team 2019. Won, then he proceeded to win the batting title in 2020. Silver Slugger 2020 and 2021. First team 2020-2021 and was an all-star in 2021. Juan Soto. On a terrible team. I think that's probably more so why he's as bad as he is. He's like no help around They're him. They're looking to trade him. I Because they don't want to pay him $500 million. I don't, who, who would? No one's going to. I'm just being sarcastic. He's going to get at least $400 million though. Watch. Oh, of course. But 
What do you give up for him? Uh, everything. Phillies. <laughs> Kyle Schwarber, go back to the Nationals, and we'll give you, we'll give you Bryson Stott, Nick Baton, Scott Kingery, and Alec Boom. You want Alec? You can have him too. <laughs> work for me? Does it work for you? Sure, buddy. Because that's that's going to entice the Nationals. That's it. That's how you want to ring. There you go. Yep. My number two right fielder for the Washington Nationals, Juan Soto. Well, I, I just I don't know what he's doing. Like he's he's kind of playing basketball or basketball baseball in Washington, but he's not playing good baseball in Washington. And for in a little bit, he's not going to be playing baseball in Washington. Well, he's a starting left fielder on a terrible team. Like, what do you expect? Yeah. Like, we don't know, like, what's going on on Soto. He's kind of just, like, stepping in the box and, like, swinging the bat. And he's like, all right, am I getting traded? Like, am I getting money? Like, what's the deal here? He's like, I know we're going to lose every game. I've coped with that. Yeah. Juan Soto, absolute freak. You named all the stats. It took you a minute to say all of them. Just just shows how good he is. Juan Soto, number two. Uh, My number two, um, one of the best players in all of hockey, and he's American. USA, go, go, USA. It would have been Connor McDavid, but he just turned 25 a couple months ago. So he's ineligible for the list. No, Connor McDavid, would, Connor McDavid would be number one. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, he would have, I'm saying he would have been on my list, even number one, yeah. Because um, Connor McDavid, Connor McJesus, dude. Take a minute to talk about him after, after the list, too. Like, oh my God. Um, Austin Matthews, 24 years old, center for the Maple Leafs. First overall pick in 2016 and immediately made an impact as the 2017 uh, all-rookie team selection was the rookie of the year that year. All-star already five times, uh, 2017, 18, 19, 2020, and 2022. They didn't have the all-star team in 21 or it would have been a six-time all-star already. Uh, fun fact, he's been in the league for six years. <laughs> Every year he's been an all-star. Uh, Rocket Richard winner. Also, by the way, that's an awesome award, the Rocket Richard Award for most goals scored. Uh, the last two seasons, and fun fact was the had, NHL goals right. What's that? He had sixty goals right. Yeah, something like some crazy like joke. that. It's it's stupid, dude. Uh, twenty twenty and twenty twenty two NHL cover athlete for the EA Sports game. Austin Matthews, USA. My number one is Austin Matthews. Yes, I'm happy I put a hockey guy here. Uh, I I also I, I have two other hockey guys surprisingly. I love it. Happy I put him here. Like you said, all star every year, sixty goals, got the Rocket Richard Award. Absolute freak! It's a shame that that team can never get out of the first round. Although, can I tell you, awesome goal song, like when they score. Really? Yeah, like it's it's so much fun. So, oh my god, why am I blanking on it? I just wish Austin Matthews. Could get out of the first round. It, it is what it is. What are you going to do? We hate the Maple no matter what. Nothing you can really do. Austin Matthews is my number one. Oh, my God. You make my dreams come true, Hall and Oates. There it is. Like, every time they score a goal, that song just blasts in the arena. It's awesome. I'll give Toronto credit. Yeah, it's dope, dude. All right, and my number one, uh, Sir Luka Doncic, 23 years old, Dallas Mavericks. Third overall pick, 2018, by the Hawks. Immediately traded to the Mavericks. I think you can say the Mavs won the trade. The Hawks still made out great. Was the rookie of the year, first team, uh, All-NBA first team each of the last three seasons. Also a three-time All-Star each of the last three seasons. Fun fact, Luka Doncic 
I real quick have to pull this stuff up just because it's absolutely incredible what he did overseas before he came um, to the NBA. Like Declan said, played in the Euro League. Some of the awards, dude. Uh, first of all, he was 2010 to 2020. He was a Euro League All Decade player. He was a teenager, and he was on the All Decade team, and he didn't even play half the decade because he was in the NBA. Like that's insane. Like I don't know what else. He won the championship for the Euro League 2018. He was the MVP in 2018. He was a rising star twice. Like I said, he was on the decade team. He was a player of the year. Like I, he was a Liga MVP in 2018. He won three Liga ACP championships. I like it. It just he got Slovenia to the Olympics. I want to say what they came in third or fourth. Like that's the first time ever they've even made it that far. It's Luka Doncic, Logan, and the Mavs are just. You got to be thrilled if you're a Mavs fan. Like you're always gonna have a chance with that dude on your team. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Fun list, brother. I love that you had Austin Matthews that high, by the way, too. I know I know Mertidis said he's not generational. I, I don't know. Like you look at some of that we're stuff. Both in the season. I'm sorry. Like, I know what he's saying. He's not McDavid, but like No, nobody's McDavid. McDavid's exactly McDavid's not I don't even think McDavid's generational. McDavid's like extraterrestrial at this point. Yeah. Like I gotta pull up like his stats. And you know what's crazy? Own. You know what's crazy? What? He's not going to get anywhere near the Gretzky. Isn't that insane? Like, Gretzky's, like, the goat. And, like, this Connor David guy's, like, flying down the ice, scoring goals like it's nothing. Yeah. He's going to get nowhere near the Gretzky. Here's the playoffs for Connor McDavid. You want to hear how crazy this is? 12 games played. He's a plus 19, which means, like, he's been on the ice for, like, plus minus in hockey is goals for and against. Yeah, no, I gotcha. Well, I more so for the audience. I know you understand. You know, we don't have a lot of hockey guys with us, I'm sure, but it's plus just like 19. Points. So, what? It's it's just like the NBA, plus minus. Yeah, yeah. So, he's a obviously, that's a huge positive. In 12 games, seven goals, 19 assists. He has 26 points in 12 games in the playoffs. He's averaging over two points per game in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a joke. So, it's it's insane. Um, Shout out to to the homie also on the Edmonton Oilers, Leon Dreisaitl. Oh my god, dude! Those two. That, that's the best one to talk in the NHL. Top ten player in hockey, arguably top five player in hockey, also it's, an absolute beast. Like I said, best one two in the NHL. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's insane. So, yeah, I mean, oh my god, Austin Matthews, sixty goals, forty six assists in the in the regular season. He he's already got two hundred fifty nine goals in six years. I mean, he may challenge Ovi. Like, I know we've talked about Ovi possibly over Alex Ovechkin coming close to, you know, the goals eventually. How many goals does Gretzky have? Um, ooh, he, he's number one. I just forget. Let me look it up. Yeah, Keep... NHL goals uh, all time. He's got, I don't think he has 1,000. No, 894. So, Ovi's at 780. Hmm. So he's 114 back. So McDavid's at how many through five years? Uh, Austin Matthews in six years is at like 259. Let me see how many McDavid's at. So let's see. 259 divided by six. He's averaging about 43 goals a year. So 
if he did that over 20 years, that's 863 goals. He still wouldn't pass Gretzky. Mm-hmm. He has 239 goals through, what's that, five years? Six years. McDavid? No, I don't know about McDavid. I, that's, that's also that. McDavid has 239. Over how many years? He was drafted in 2015, I believe. So it'll be seven years? Let me look this up. He's averaging about 34 goals a year. So, take that as you will. 2016. Or no, 2015. You're right. Yeah, so he won't pass Gretzky, obviously, but. No, he won't. I will say, though, he. Matthews is more of a goal scorer, but can assist. McDavid is. That's the worst point. He does everything. It's insane. I mean, dry stuff. How, like, how do you do that line? And now you have Evander Kane on that line as well. He has two hat tricks in the playoffs. Like Evander Kane, Connor McDavid, Leon Drysdale. That's the first line. Yeah, no, that's insane. That's stupid. It's so, yeah. I mean, that's just insane. But yeah, I mean, Edmonton, Colorado will be a lot of fun. I really, I mean, both my Stanley Cup picks are out. Kind of fun. Um, I had Calgary, Florida. Carolina's still in though, so that's okay. I had Colorado going to the actually, yeah. I'd Colorado losing to Calgary in the Western Finals. So, I mean, I would think Colorado, obviously the better team, but Edmonton's hot at the right time. I mean, ever since they went down 3-2 to L.A. in the first round, the Kings, McDavid was like, he took that personally. He was like, yeah, we're not, this isn't, this isn't going to fly. I think they've lost one game since. They're like 6-1. and one. I like Edmonton, Kings. You like Edmonton and the Canes? Yep. That'd be a rematch of 06 when Carolina won. That that's not, that looks like fun. Uh, if they beat the Rangers, and if you're listening, depending on when you listen, Game 7 will have already happened if you're behind on the pod, and that's fine. Completely okay, as long as you listen. But Game 7 Monday night, Carolina Rangers, what do you got? I want to hear. Let me get some predictions from you to Schwartz. Coming back to Carolina. Carolina. Doesn't win on the road, but at the same time, they don't they lose, lose at home. <laughs> I have Carolina winning three to one. They're going to get three goals on Shesterton? Yep. God, I hope you're right. Maybe two goals in an empty netter. I'll take that. I'd be happy with that. If they're up 2 1, Rangers pull and they go with an empty netter. There's something like an empty net goal in hockey, man. Absolutely. Like you win the game and you're like, oh my God, we did it. But mm-hmm. uh, I hope so. Yeah. Winner, winner gets Tampa Bay. How fun is that, though, if you're Carolina? It's like you beat the Rangers and Shesterkin in seven, like one of the best goalies in the league, probably the best right now, and then you go to Andre Vazoveski and the Lightning, like, a, like another top-five goalie, mm-hmm. who just ousted you last year in five games. Like, oh, man, I really hope. Yeah, if if they go, I know we we have uh, at least four of us <laughs> that, uh, that have talked about going to um, Carolina-Tampa at some point. And I think I lined up game fives on like a Thursday night. Again, this is a big if, but game five would be on a Thursday night in Carolina. And I don't work on Thursday nights, brother. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Who like, does Tampa Bay play? No, Tampa already advanced. That's what I'm saying. They, they swept Florida. 
That's right. They play the winner of Hurricanes Rangers. Yeah, so game one is going to be on uh, Wednesday night. They already have it, like, the schedule ready to roll since the West is already done. Yeah. So, yeah, the West, um, they play Tuesday night. Game seven, Carolina Rangers is Monday night, tomorrow night. And then the West starts on Tuesday. East final start on Wednesday. And this game's tomorrow at eight. Yeah. I'll be be watching. I got off from work. (laughs) I got somebody to cover my shift. I just didn't want to be at work. It was a busy weekend. And uh, I need I needed a, a weekend to myself. So I know me and Austin are going to the gym in the morning, Monday morning, to get a nice little Memorial Day workout in. And uh, oh, I, I gotta wear some Memorial Day stuff to the gym, don't I? Some stars and stripes. Yeah, I do. All right. Gotta wear stars and stripes to the gym. And uh, gonna we're gonna maybe play some MLB the show. If the shorts is around. We can grind on that. Absolutely. We're gonna watch some Canes and some Rangers. Absolutely. <laughs> This is weird. I feel like we've got a lot of uh, a lot of our what we have to talk about in, and it's it's a short podcast compared to what it usually is. Well, we've been having a lot of guests on lately, so not having guests obviously will shorten the pod a little bit. Of course, yeah. I hope you guys don't mind that we have had so many guests. We just have a lot of people who really wanted to get on with us, which I think is, I know you know, speaking for you is is awesome. You know, for me that like absolutely. People want to join us and talk with us about what we love to talk about. And I think that's just very, uh, very humbling. I mean, obviously, we're not a big podcast. Like, we're not going to, you know, but it, it's really cool that our friends want to hop on with us and are willing to, to talk sports with us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure, for sure. So, Everybody that plays that will be the show. Do your collections. I'm telling you, a big collection man is coming out on Thursday. <laughs> Listen to shorts. You know, this stuff. I'm telling you. Some uh, big man in collection is going to be coming out. Nobody's expecting it except me. <laughs> with that, we're going to go ahead and hop into what we usually close with this day in sports with Jacobs. On this day, May 29th, 1965, Philadelphia Phillies Dick Allen hits a 529 home run, foot home run, out of Connie Mack Stadium. Pretty good. Uh, on this day in 1980, Larry Bird beats out Magic Johnson for NBA Rookie of the Year. Ooh. That's a good one, huh? I yeah. thought you'd like that one, yeah. Uh, on this day in 1984, the Boston Red Sox retire two numbers. Number four, Joe Cronin, and number nine, Ted Williams. All right. Uh, on this day in 1989, Philadelphia Phillies 12-time All-Star third baseman and Hall of Famer Michael Jack Schmidt retires from Major League Baseball at 39. Wow. Yeah. Also on this day, some Phillies. 2010. Roy Holiday, 20th pitcher to throw a perfect game against the Florida Marlins in Miami. Oh, that's cool. On this day. Yep. And what else do I got for you? Oh, uh, some goofy stuff. Not quite as sentimental. Uh, in 2017, Tiger Woods is arrested and charged with driving under the influence in Jupiter, Florida. Waiting nice. Go, Tiger. Good job, Tiger. boy, buddy. Uh, and we have three, well, actually four relatively um, big birthdays on this day. Uh, happy birthday to Carmelo Anthony, basketball player. Hello. <laughs> happy birthday to Steve Mason, former Philadelphia Flyers goaltender and played for a few other teams as well. Happy birthday to Ezekiel, also known as Ziggy Ansa, 
defensive end, was a pro bowler in 2015 for the Seahawks. And happy birthday to 76ers legend, Markel Fultz. Stop. Uh, it's so good. I, I I don't like you. Have I ever sent you the meme? It's some dude who is in a coma. It's like fake, but he like wakes up from a coma and he's they like painted a Sixers hat on him, <laughs> and he goes, uh, "I." The guy goes, "Oh, you've been oh the Phillies just blew the lead. It's four four. Awesome." Yay. The nurse walks up and says, "Sir, you've been in a coma since the 2017 NBA draft." Sixers fan says, oh boy, I can't wait to see how good Marco Fultz is. <laughs> you know what? At least he tried on like Ben Simmons. Like, come on. I can I can forgive Marco Fultz. I can't. Ah, well, that's that's your prerogative. On that note, at least he's not Jonah Bolden or Roman Quinn. Facts. Facts. Roman Quinn sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. Oh, Declan hates Roman Quinn. Not even so. funny how bad he is. Nah. He's fast though. Yeah, he's, he's fast and he's a good base runner. He makes, he makes he makes good throws sometimes. Fast so. bench after striking out. Yeah, well, we can't all be as good as you, the shorts. We, no. we can't. We can't all go perfect, perfect. Absolutely. No, be be better next time. It's not that hard. You are the perfect co-host for me. <laughs> I'm getting out of hand. Oh, uh, guys, thank you so much again. I think that about wraps us up. Uh, the shorts, any final thoughts? No, like I said, do your collections. Yeah, we're totally going to hop on MLB The Show as soon as we're done here. I'm going to... Yeah, ask... like my PlayStation's kind of on right now. All right, yeah, mine's not. You can start a party. Add Whittle. He's going to grind with us. Shout out Whittle. Whittle. Uh, Whittle. Um, I'll, I'll edit the podcast on Monday. I'll get it done before the Canes game, after the gym, and then I'll hop on with the shorts. We'll have a good time. Uh, check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, all the socials. Hit us up. Give us a review, if you don't mind, actually, as well. Maybe uh quick little type in on... Yeah, help the algorithm. <laughs> get, get us a couple more listens, guys. Uh, we'll get some better people on it. Declan already started a party. Awesome. I got you. Willow's going to join while we're recording the podcast. Probably. Uh, so we'll just end it here, guys. For the shorts, this is Jacobs signing off. Peace out, Girl Scout.